Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Roberson, and B. Tanner's still out there doing the post-grad program. B. Hope everything is going well out there, and we're finding opportunities for these young people, okay? Hey, this is King Talk. We welcome you to our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's King Talk Podcast, one word, on IG. You can also find us on Facebook at King Talk Podcast and on iHeartRadio as well as Spotify and hopefully every other medium that you could be listening to us on. Uh, this week, we will be talking with Grace Kilsey, who's actually the executive producer. Grace, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Grace, we appreciate you. <laughs> hey, Grace, let me, let me share with you. So I've asked people, first of all, I ask this of all my students. I always ask them. You have to explore your purpose. You have to define your purpose with what are you doing. Right. So especially in college, I let them know, like, you know, why are you here? What do you yes. hope to? Because I need them to be honest with themselves, no matter what that is, because some people are here because they attach college to the American dream. Right. Um, some people are here uh, because they think um, they are going to experience upward social mobility. They're going to be able to, you know, get a better life than what they currently have. Right. Um, some people are here simply because they have nothing better to do with their time. They haven't figured out life yet. Some people are here simply because their parents made them be here. Of course. Uh, some, yeah. when we talk about student athletes, some are openly honest with me and transparent. That Mr. Robertson, I don't really like school. I'm here to play sports. Right. And um, so, you know, I always talk to people about, again, you know, exploring your purpose so you can be honest with yourself no matter what the reason is, so you could at least know the reality. So right. what crossed my mind is, um, you know, with doing this podcast, um, from moment to moment, my thought process about why I chose to participate, why I would be willing to do it, it impacts the direction I desire to go in. It, it impacts um, the seriousness with which right. I approach this. And, you know, I thought the irony of it, though, was as I was contemplating those things, it wasn't really my brainchild, it was yours. And in part, I'm doing it because you asked me to participate. So I thought how interesting it would be to sit and discuss with you why did we, you know, could, uh, you, I, could, I couldn't even say before I get to we, you, why did you want to do something in this nature with this type of content? Right. And, you know, whether that dates to back to thoughts or experiences, I thought that would be something interesting to cover. So could you right. share that? Like, why? Well, first, I want to thank you for even listening to my idea when right. I had it and, and when I saw you, I remember it was at the El Camino basketball game just right. in January. And I was kind of afraid to even ask you because I just thought, I don't know if anyone would be interested in this idea, but then, um, and the reason that I thought of this idea was because, you know, my son Matthew has been in sports since he was five years old. Right. And as a single mom... What's up, Matt? What's hello, up, Matt? Matthew. Um, as a single mom, literally since he started when he was five years old at Little League Baseball, mm -hmm. I just did it all on my own and right, tried to figure right. out, navigate, you know, how to find the different sports, the different teams, the, you know, just figuring everything out myself. And right. I thought now that he's a senior in high school and, you know, this is his last year playing basketball... Um, I just thought there has to be so many other parents out there yeah. that need yes. help. Yes. And I, I've known you, 
I don't know how many years. And it's been a minute now. Yeah, and you've, <laughs> right and you've coached Matthew, and we've talked about things, and I just had this feeling about you that mm. you would be the person to yeah. give all the information to the parents okay. out there and the kids that that right. really needed guidance. And, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I want to play baseball, or I want to yeah. play, you know, start playing when you're little, kids little. That's what Matthew wanted to do. He was right. the one that wanted to play Little League. He was one that wanted to play soccer. I certainly didn't want to sit there watching him play soccer in the heat, but he wanted to do it, and so yeah. we, you know, I... Especially in the San Fernando Valley. In the San Fernando Valley. Yes, And yes. it's hot, and to be honest, the parents in soccer were not yeah. the nicest parents, right. and so, but I sat there quietly and, you know, encouraged him to play, and, um, and so, but I just, I didn't know... Actually, until I met you, and I can't even remember what, I think Matthew was, um, you know, it was probably about, I don't know, five years ago, Gosh, six years ago or yeah. something, that I had never even heard of travel basketball, and I had no idea. So um, I really wanted him to, you know, experience that, and that's right. when I had that. But I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of parents don't even know about that. You know what, so w the term I walked away with just now or came to my mind when you made the comment about not knowing anything is almost like, so everything was trial and error. Everything. Trial and error. Everything uh, was, okay, well, you know, we'll start with baseball. There was no, there was no planet. We just, there right, was a baseball right, field behind my right. house and that's where we went. And so I just went along with it and each year, you know, he liked it. And so mm -hmm. we just kept going with it. And then I would hear about... You know, I mean, I know he really loved basketball, so we went to just a local park, you know, Woodland Hills Rec, yeah. and he played there. And um, I didn't know anything else. I didn't know, you know, right. until years later about travel ball. And then, so with everything, it was he he wanted to do it, and I just, you know, found out the information and I supported it and supported him. Yeah. And you know, maybe we looked at a team, and I thought, you know, he may not fit in here, so we'll look somewhere else. Or, right. you know, I just um, followed him right. and and right. what he wanted to do. And right. so far, you know, he's so all the other things have um, he realized. You know, with baseball, it was just until he was twelve years old, and that was it. And then. But really, still wants to pursue basketball right, and loves right. playing and right. loves playing at you know his high school and and I think he's realizing whatever position he's meant for that's you know, he's just happy to play and, and, and I don't force him and right. I don't like I am you just the, support him literally support him I am the last person to ever do anything push anything if he doesn't want to do it anymore then that's right. fine but I'm happy that he's you know that he loves it. You know, so uh, before I wanted to share a couple of thoughts that came to mind again, but before I did, first of all, I wanted to tell you thank you for your willingness to approach me with the idea. Um, yeah. One, because, you know, I am very much about um, growth right. and development myself. So I, I love the thought of doing things where you, you know, you, you're putting something into the universe and that you feel, okay, I'm doing this to be of service to right, the community. Right. I don't really have expectation of anything in return. Nothing. Don't need yeah. a certain outcome. No. Um, it's almost like posting things on social media. I don't, I don't need a million likes. Even if no one likes it, right. it's not relevant. The, the relevance is that the universe put it on my heart to share it. Right. And I've already lived parts of my life where I'm engaged in a battle with the universe. Like, hey, no, I don't feel comfortable sharing that. I don't, and it's just been so put so repetitively and redundantly on my heart that you almost get to a point of exhaustion with 
with, oh, I just need to share it, even if it's not a popular opinion, um, because it's the truth or it's the sincerity of how I feel. And And that's how I felt. Like when I came up, you know, I mean, I've been going to Matthew's games all of these years and never really, and never had this thought, but all of a sudden I had the thought, like, I, I feel like other parents need help. And so immediately I, you know, I thought of you. I don't, before I didn't know your background, you know, we just know each other from coaching, whatever. I wouldn't know anything about your life experience, anything. But when, um, but I just thought you're the person I have to talk to. And also with Brian, that Brian was training Matthew and just, I know that he has a lot of experience yeah. and his enthusiasm. And I just thought the both of you together, like I, we have yeah. to do something. And B is crazy. B, no, yeah. like, hey, B, you know what? It was <laughs> B. If you're listening, it was nice. It was fun to say you was crazy. But without you being in the room, able <laughs> to offer a rebuttal at the moment. Right. Matter of fact, I might say most stuff about you while you're not here in the room. <laughs> B, I'll figure that out and talk to you. Right. You know, um, Grace, I was thinking the irony is this, too. First, I wanted to share with you that um, how commendable your level of support is, because I've observed you for years in terms of the way you support Matthew, and it really is all about what his interests are right. and what joy he has. Because right. there's moments of adversity where some parents are in difficulty and struggle, where um, some parents really don't know how to handle it and be supportive of their child. Right. And so you almost wonder, is this more about you or your child? Right. And with Matthew, right. I can say, it sounds so cliche, but... It's the epitome of it's about the journey, not the destination. And so many people don't realize that. Like the reality is it's going to be over for all of us someday. Some of us sooner than later. Some people who are living this dream of sending their kids forward as professional athletes, they haven't interacted with that world intimately enough to know even that's not for everyone. Exactly. You could have a talent to play at the next level and still not have the emotional fortitude or psychological stamina to really put yourself in that situation. And it's not really enjoyable for every people, uh, for right. every person. There are moments of the life of athletes, whether at a professional level or even student athletes, that can be very isolating, alienating, and lonely. And some people just don't get that. Right. So, right. you know, I just really admire the way you support Matthew and I commend it because you really seem to have the appropriate perspective about it being about the journey for the sake of the journey without having a determined outcome like, well, it has to be this right. or nothing. Well, and also, I have. not zero experience but I hardly have any experience in youth sports like I play tennis at El Camino okay okay and you know I don't know for how many years but it was it wasn't like it is now like my parents never came to watch me they never like I didn't it didn't even occur to me I I was on the team played we traveled whatever but I you know it never was uh, the minute I have a kid he's right, gonna right. do he's gonna fulfill whatever right you don't I have d- to live vicariously I though. literally don't even right. care I right. swear I go to the games to to support Matthew and to support you know the team but I watch other parents like you yes, guys how yes. uh, you're, you're yeah. taking it way too seriously yes. and I, I almost feel sorry for the kid like yeah. is is your kid enjoying it or are you right. just living through right. this kid and, and, it, you, and it's painful to watch. And I, and I just sit back, for. I just sit back and I watch it, whatever happens. Like right. I, you know, and I, 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 I don't mind, you know, when we travel to these games, but I think literally nobody knows the score after we leave. Right. You have, the parents have just acted like complete idiots. Right. 
and you know, in the way they they have responded to certain things or screaming out certain things or putting other kids down. I think, my God, like you're yeah. an adult, you're supposed to set an example for your kids and you look like a jerk. Yeah. And yeah. you need to calm down and think about really what, what this whole thing is. And I'm a hundred percent just there to support Matthew to for him to play, for him to have this experience, to get, you know, I think after this, like, I'm not going to be there to go to college with him and right, fight his right. battles like I see <laughs> other kids doing or go uh, to his work when he gets right. a job. Like, I'm not right. going to call his boss and right. say, you have to do this. Like, I'm just, I see all of this as learning yeah. how to yeah. move in the world right. and have experience and and um, stick up for yourself. And that's real. All, that's real. And, and all of it. That's how I see this game. And I see sports and other people are just in the moment, like completely in right, the moment. Right, right. Like my kid better win. My kid better, yeah. you know, get all the minutes or get, and I, right, you know, like right. I've said to all the coaches, like, I don't, I'm not talking about the minutes, like you have to play them the whole game, you know, put them in an appropriate right. amount of time or something. Right, so, right. or don't have them there at all. Right. Or be aware of, of, at the very minimal, be aware yeah. of how the, the, the context of these circumstances are affecting my child's psychological right. and emotional development. Right. And like I always say, and the reason, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was that the coaches, you know, I feel the coaches have a big responsibility. Most definitely. To support all the kids. If right, you right. think, if, if they're on your team, that's your yeah. responsibility. Yes. To be more creative, be right. more, you know, just be aware of all, that all right. the kids are not superstars. Right. And, and so challenge yourself as a coach. What can I do for this one kid right. who, you know, I'm not playing a lot. What could I do? Right. to help this person right. and you know suggestions or I, I you know I I've said that to coaches and they're like that's not how it works that's not how high school that but like you're to me as an outsider and someone who isn't in sports at all yeah. it doesn't seem like there are set rules like you are you know as a coach you you could do whatever you want well it's partly too exactly exactly what you said it's you, they could invest if they wanted. So right. let me give you an example. There may be someone who cannot compete as well as the other people on the, on the uh, team. However, if you had that person on your team, you can, it, at the very minimal, you could be giving them some feedback as right. to things they can do to improve right. so they could participate more. Now, let's say that they still weren't improving a lot. Well, then you could at least have the communication with them to let them know, like, hey, there's a lesson to be learned from this because I have given you feedback about what you could right, do right. and you haven't taken that back right. and demonstrated that you heard it as evidenced by you going back to work on it. But at some point, there's an opportunity to leave that person with a lesson right. that's going to impact outcomes in their life later on down the line. Later on. And to me, this is all about later on. Yeah. None of it is today. Right, None of right. it is... It's not about... You know, whatever. Whenever you start, when you're five, when you're whatever, it's not yeah. at the moment, but it's you know learning as you get older and what you take you right. know into right. adulthood and that really, I mean, the coaches. It's not just like when when Matthew used to play at um, Within Hills Rec. 
the coaches were all dads and it was very nice of them to volunteer but like they put in the minimal amount of work you know just because their son was on the team so it's like okay I'll do it and I've well you know I know about basketball too I mean I've seen it on TV that's what it looked like to me with these coaches like did you do any kind of research like it's not just about plays but it's about the kids and you know whenever I see videos about like a kid who isn't very good but another teammate helping him like that's what it's all about in life is support supporting all you know all the kids and and the creativity of coaching slash and I'll you I won't use it synonymous with the word teaching but I'm going to use them um comparatively right with comparative value where even when you're teaching, people have different learning styles. Right. So you could just decide ahead of time as a teacher, as a professor, well, this is how I teach and this right. is the only way I'm going to do right. it. But right. then you have to accept, like, yes, there are people with various limitations. Yes. There are people with, and I don't even have to use the word limitations, people with various learning styles right. where your teaching style might not match their strengths. Right. Now, you could walk around saying, I don't bear an obligation to do it. Right. And you talk about job description and talk about expectations yes. maybe of your employer. Or you could understand our relationship to the collective identity of humanity, right. that it is your opportunity to yes. impact the life of another. Right. And at that point, you may have to answer to a greater force or entity at some point for your lack of concern for the well-being of another human. Right. Now, when it comes to catering to parents and some of their delusions, I get yeah, where like, I ain't got no time it. for that. Yeah, no, but it. if you had a chance to teach a young person something, yes. to nurture growth, yeah. understanding that this person may never even see the floor, but they may be a future leader in society. And even by showing them compassion, showing them right. um, in, investing energy is helpful. You mentioned um, in terms of the father's coaching and they may not have a background. And I'm also relating that back to what you mentioned earlier. Like, you know, when you mentioned like, hey, I was so unfamiliar. The thing I was going to say is crazy. Like, there's a lot of parents who are unfamiliar with the sport. That don't stop 90% of them from walking around <laughs> acting like they're experts on it. No. Kind of remind me of that commercial yeah. where it's like, well, you know, do you you know what you're doing with this? And say, no, but I stayed at a whatever that hotel is, like, yeah. right? Yeah. I almost feel like, like, like that you're with an people. Yeah, yeah, like, like okay. Some people will say, like, well, I, I played before. I've even right. had parents who use terminology inappropriately. Right. Like there's this one person who always, and I don't even want to say it, but I, I'm going to. Yeah. He, he describes his previous playing career on the U.S. national team. And I was thinking to myself, my brother, that's, you weren't on the U.S. <laughs> national team. Right. Like, why do you say that? Right. Like, right. how could you right. so loosely use that right. to when try not to. Not even your experience. Yeah, that's yeah. not, that was not what right. you did. Right. You know, so. Yeah. You know, people, that's the one thing about sports that blows my mind, too. You wouldn't go to an electrician, right. to a doctor, and just pretend you knew what right. you were doing because you was right. like, no, I've watched, I watch ER. Yeah. I watch episodes yeah, I, of ER. I can, I can do the surgery. I but got when it, it comes to it. athletics, right. people act like, you know, no, I've, uh, you know, I don't even know if they think it through. They just presume right. to know something. Right. And they don't. And that, that becomes a very frustrating thing. Well, it's frustrating. And it's frustrating sitting in, in the stands hearing these obnoxious parents who never yeah, shut yeah, their mouths, yeah, yeah. you know, telling the coach what to do, telling the kids what yeah. to do, telling the ref what to do. I mean, I literally, like, from yeah. the time Matthew was, you know, five until now, like, when I hear that, I cringe. I think, when in your whole experience have you ever seen a ref turn around and go, you know what, Dad, you're right. 
Thank yeah. you yeah. so much yeah. for offering that because right. now I'm going to change the call. Right. Zero, never. You will yeah. never. And and we've always taught Matthew, like, don't put your hands up. Like, kids put up, like, what? What yeah, did yeah, I do? Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Don't look at the ref. The, whatever the call is, you just keep moving. Right, right. Just keep moving. And you, You're and never going to change their, their thought. If you have a ref who is open to some dialogue at some point there's an appropriate way to say like hey hey ref can you tell me what i did right now this is where we talk about sensitivity though right you have some refs who might take that as a challenge to their authority right and therefore they right. respond to you i'm like i ain't telling you nothing just or just right. have something inappropriate to say right. to you but there are some who understand like hey even as a ref calling the game I have an opportunity to teach young people something like, hey, exactly. if you do this, I have yes. to call it. If you do yeah. that, I don't. I don't. Yeah. But I've had refs tell me that in my role as a coach, where I'd be like, hey, hey, ref, can you hey, tell them what he did? So he's like, I ain't got to tell them nothing. And I'd be like, you know, my you issue could. with that is this. <laughs> you could. You, you're talking about you don't have to tell them anything because right. the job doesn't dictate you do so? Right. Or do you understand that you're making money by taking a position that puts you yeah. in a situation of responsibility? Right for the life of another and you have a chance to share insights right. with them that and, and people got to understand remove sports from it how you treat people yes. is what impacts a lot of things going on in society yeah. i'm not going to make excuses for anyone but a lot of people who come back and commit heinous crimes like shootings especially these yeah. mass shootings yes. that we see right. recurring are people who may not have effective coping mechanisms. They may come from environments where they're taught things about other communities where you could effectively help them in some form or fashion that could potentially, I'm not saying it would, but could potentially circumvent this situation happening if people learned how to treat each other in certain situations. So I just kind of feel we all bear these obligations to be thoughtful of what we're doing, especially when lives are... Right. Well, that's what I always think when I've heard coaches say things to kids and even, you know, in in high school when I, you know, I've heard coaches just um, really carelessly say things to kids. Now, these are kids. And even if they're teenagers, you know, they really they um, they don't maybe they don't have a lot of confidence. And so they look up to coaches. I mean, I'm always respectful to coaches. They're just, you know. I, I always want to speak to them respectfully, and I know Matthew does. And so um, what they have to say um, impacts a lot of kids. And so if they, you know, I've heard coaches say, like, you are horrible. You should not even be playing basketball. You should not. And so I've seen kids drop out of high school from, yeah, you know, ninth yeah. grade, 10th grade, whatever. And I always think, what if, like, wh- for one second you thought of your words? Yeah. And you yeah. could have changed this kid's life. You yeah. don't have to. You don't have to lie. You don't have to say, "Oh my God, you're the great." Say something positive instead of saying you were. You know, and I've heard like you are terrible. You are. You should not even be playing. You have no skill. You have no. Yeah. How do you know when that kid leaves? Like he may have no one at home that supports him. Nobody, you know, in his family or in his community, whatever. You could have been the only person, not you. but a a coach could have been the only person that they looked up to for some kind of support and you you didn't do it i mean i've heard it all the time and they you know some they they haven't said it to matthew but i've heard it to other kids and i think you take it so lightly as an adult but like these kids i i mean i always try to watch my words whether i'm talking to matthew or his friends or whoever 
Uh, that that means a lot. Right. As as an adult, you know, your words are really important. Right. And so I always think everybody has this opportunity in sports. Every single coach, parent, everybody involved in in youth sports has a responsibility right. to right. watch their mouth. Right. And to, and to be thoughtful, thoughtful. about their words. Same thing. Be positive. And even if you had a coach or a dad who was a big jerk and always screamed at you, and that's how you learned, and you said, "No, I'm going to be." It's like, come on now. We don't live in that kind of world anymore. And it doesn't mean you have to go reproduce those behaviors. Yeah. Be positive. Read if you have to. Read books on you know encouraging athletes and kids, and like I, you know, I always think like what a kid could be if they had somebody to encourage them. One yeah, person, yeah. and you could be that person. Right. All of these coaches who have this right. opportunity, and it's not about the money or the fundraising or the, you know, all of this stuff, or I don't get paid enough, or LAUSD right. doesn't pay me. Who cares? You yeah. chose this job, yeah. you are doing it. Right. So do something positive. Hey, because if you're going to be abrasive and non caring, we could look at you too. Like, right. nobody cares what you're going through. Right. You accepted this responsibility. Right. So. You know, that uh, brings to mind, though, that we as parents have to be very thoughtful because about who we put our child up under. Right. Because a coach's voice at some point will potentially rival your own as a parent. Right. So it can't be just about the sport because what people, again, so we, we began this discussion about exploring purpose. Right. Well, you don't know every coach's purpose in becoming a coach there can be some who truly desire to give back there could be some who have a passion for what they're doing and and want to share that passion but there could be some who have no authority in their life no power based on their own identity so they want to come be in a role where they feel they get to um rule over other people there are some refs and you know it's the same frustration some people have with law enforcement that like oh, wow, you have no power in your identity as a person. So now you wanted a job role that gives you this authoritarian, uh, tyrannical rule. And there's some people who are like that as coaches. There's some people who are like that as referees. I think the frustration of persons such as myself is like, come on, man, don't don't be who you not without that shirt on. Right. Right? So, but that, again, it behooves us and kind of underlines the responsibility of parents to be very thoughtful about who you put your kid up under because it can't just be about, but they win, that organization wins, right? Because there are psychological and emotional implications to your child for what this voice is saying in their ear. Right. So, you know, again... I know, whenever I see coaches who are screaming at the, you know, the other teams when I... When I see how ridiculous they look, when yeah. you know the coaches overreact to certain things, like, yeah. dude, you gotta you gotta get control over yourself yeah. and really look at yourself and see like what you know why you're acting like that. But I can see that how yeah. you know it's like I have no control over anything else in my life, so I'm yeah. gonna you know scream at these kids and I don't even care. Like they, it's like they don't even see who they're right. screaming at. It doesn't right. even matter. Right. Right. It's like they are determined to you know overtake all these kids and you know i mean i've seen really immature coaches and the way they've acted like if you know if our team is ahead and the tactics they've taken where they stop the game or they do certain things i think wow that is amazing that you are that your ego has to take over and that you like you don't even see that this is a game it's like oh no no no, i am not losing 
I am not allowing that other team to win. We will do whatever it takes, even though we look like jerks. And it's okay, at least from my perspective, it's perfectly okay to play to win. It's okay to, um, but somewhere within that, it most definitely has to be the balance of, okay, so for instance, this, I can coach my kids and um, my young adults, whatever age I'm coaching, right? And still be thoughtful about the psychological implications of what's coming out of my mouth. So for instance, if at all possible, I don't want to holler out in a gym full of people in a way that's going to humiliate exactly. the other kid on the other team who I see can't go left with the ball. Right. Now, do I want my kids to know that? So I may give them some um, feedback or instruction to get on his left shoulder or, and they'll know what that means. Right. But I don't want to say it there. I could also say that he can't use his left. He can't go left. He don't want to. So you could say it in ways that suffice and I hear that to give your kids. He can't start, shoot. He yeah. can't shoot. He can't do this. Like, yeah. And I just want to stand up and yeah. say it. Really? That's how you're right. going to say it? Okay. But, or I could just tell my kid, rather than say he can't shoot, I could say, give him space. Give him space. <laughs> and they understand what that means. Right. But I don't have to purposely say it in a way. Yeah. And one of the reasons I feel that way is because if you want to do things that psychologically harm young people, yeah. well, dang it, I come from an environment of predatory people. I could say things that could psychologically harm an adult. Right. I can I can prey on you. Of course. And, and to me, you know, I'm not saying that's acceptable, but then that's a difference than preying on a kid. Right. So if you like, you know, I again, maybe I shouldn't take pleasure in doing it, but, you know, dang it, I... I would enjoy preying on bullies. I choose not to do that with people at this stage of my life because right. I'd rather fixate right. my energy on doing positive things that contribute to all. Right. But if you a bully anyway, then you kind of the person who got it coming. Right. But I'm also at a stage where like the universe can return it to you in the way in which right. it chooses. It doesn't have to be through me. I, um, I just I wanted to share one of my experiences that happened when I, when I that I had to learn too. I had to go through some growth process right. even of exposing my son to sports as a youth so I you know I was blessed I had the chance to play uh, college sports Mm -hmm. Uh, you know my little brother uh, has been blessed to you know play professional sports and uh, now be amongst the coaching ranks in professional sports my father's a coach but even then I had to humble myself and learn some things so I I went to introduce my son to organized sports around the age of five. And I thought to myself, like, I am giving him this early entry into it. And then I show up and I can tell that there's kids like, oh, shoot, you've already been committed to this for like two years. I'm thinking like, you started at three? I know. And again, that doesn't change the fact of when I felt it was appropriate to to really immerse my son in what we were doing. But when but, you once when you get into it, you're yeah. like, wait, what? Like yeah. it's already started? Like but how? It, it was the wake up call <laughs> right. that like, oh shoot, like right. things change over time. Yes. The other thing was this. I am the parent who even right now in high school, uh, my son plays basketball, he plays football and he runs yeah. track. That's a little bit a unusual lot. for today's yeah. student athletes, even in terms of the premise that an athlete should play one sport and specialize right. at it, right? right? And so there are people even um, within my family who probably disagree with the, right. even though they do recognize that, like, wow, he's an extraordinary athlete at multiple sports. So that being said, um, I remember when we were younger and I started him off with that, like, he played soccer for season, baseball. Right. I think it was coach uh, T-ball back then. Sure. Uh, soccer, um, basketball, and flag football. We wouldn't work on a certain sport until the season came back around. Right. But by that time, there were people who had already had their child working on just that sport. 
So one of the things I had to grow in my understanding of is even though I believe in what I'm doing of exposing my son to all these different things and letting him decide what he right. have pre- has preference in, I still have to understand the potential implications to his psyche where, okay, hold on, me and this kid were somewhat comparable in skill level. Then when we come back to play that sport in the following season, yeah. that kid is better than me. Yeah. And so I and my now my son was getting away with still being a great athlete because he was always busy right. playing sports, but he hadn't been working on the specific yeah. Yeah. skill set required for that sport. So I had to become aware of like, oh, how is this affecting his sense of self-efficacy? Because he may begin to believe that like, oh, other people are just better than me right. because I haven't introduced to him yet the concept of like, no, there's a work ethic involved. Right. And, you know, and I'm just sharing that because. That affected me as a parent when my son was young because I saw at a moment like, oh, my goodness, is he down on himself because he can't do what he sees this other kid doing. And, you know, one of the reasons I bring that up, too, is because so as I committed him and worked with him and we developed that ethic and commitment over time to something, I would see other parents who would compare their child to mine and begin to fuss at theirs like, well, he can do it. Why can't you? Right. And I was thinking, I said, you have no idea the time we've committed right. outside well, that's what of I saw to prepare too. for this. You know? Yeah, that's what I saw too. And Matthew would um, first start out at, you know, Little League. And I had, you know, like I said, I'm a single mom. I have zero experience, you know, with any kind of sports like this. So I didn't know that kids had already been training or playing before Matthew started at five, you know, at T-ball or they had trainers or, you know, like there's a whole other world that I had no idea. And I think, how in the world is this other kid or these other kids like so amazing? I didn't know all the stuff that went. And so, you know, maybe they had a dad that worked with them all the time, throwing whatever. Matthew didn't have that. Like there were all these things that, you know, I thought... I mean, it amazed me that other kids were so much better. And I wonder that too, if Matthew was like, like when the kids would go into a different division, even though right. you know, if they were younger or whatever, I thought, well, how does that work? And like, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Like this is a sport and I want Matthew to have fun. But right. at the same time, I would even look at that and say, wow, how could Matthew right. do that? You know, comparing, and I never even wanted to, it's like, this is so unimportant once we leave this field it yeah. you know there's so many other things that Matthew did right and so I didn't want to you know compare myself or compare Matthew but I can see how somebody with a big ego a dad would look right. at that and go oh no that's not right. gonna happen right he's right. gonna get a trainer and, he, and then you spend all this money on a five-year-old with a trainer with a pitching coach with a hitting right. coach like there's so much out there where these these companies, coaches, whatever, going, oh, yeah, I can help right. you. I can, and, oh, it, and yeah. it lasts. They're all selling you. An They're idea. all selling you until even now when, right. when every, co- you know, saying, oh, well, you know, if you join our travel team or if you join our whatever, it's like, it's just, you know, taking money, right. taking from, right. money from parents who still have this dream of their kid, you know, doing right. something. Like right. I heard about that, that Mamba Academy where it's like, you don't have to go to regular school, you go to this you know, a couple hours and you get trained and you, you know, like kids in ninth grade. I'm like, really? That's, I didn't even, I mean, I just heard about the other day. I'm like, are you, uh, you know, kids that aren't, you know, six foot whatever and and they're never going to go on, but these parents still have this dream. That's an even more expensive dream, uh, you know, that they're going to, your kids are going to go to school there for a couple of, what credentials do these? And if, so let's say people investigate all that and they find like, okay, they have excellent teachers. They have an excellent 
core curriculum, whatever the case. I think one of my concerns would be, and it's going to be right for some people and it's not going to be right for others. So I think what parents have to concern themselves with too is really being aware of making sure this is what your child wants to do. Because in the end, once you start investing that level of financial resources, it's not just the time. Time is one thing. So for me, my, my big investment with my son, the overwhelming investment was time. But the cool thing about it was that's one of the reasons I was doing it. I so I disguised it as sports, right. but my real thing was I want to spend time with I you. Know. And we're going to do it under the pretense of sports. I know. So, but it's what happens when you start, and, and so there was, it was a win-win situation. Because right. at the end of the day, that's all I really wanted was the memories. I right. want us to kick it. I want us to have a strong bond relationship. Absolutely. And I want to explain life through sports. Absolutely. Now, once you start spending a certain amount of financial resources on it, especially if it becomes challenging to the financial situation of your family, okay, well, then expectations come with that. Yeah. And then you're putting that emotional, psychological weight, and, and I want to use the word strain as well, on your child yeah. that, hey, I'm investing in this, you, this in you, and you better, yeah. I better see results for it. Right. Well, you got to make sure that's what your child wanted. And, right. and even when some kids say they want it, one of my concerns is this. Yeah. What they mean is, especially since a lot of sports are pop culture now. Right. I, I want the popularity. Right. I want the notoriety. Right. I want the attention. I want the fame. Yes. But is your child really aware of the work ethic? Are you sure? Because you yeah. could go look at your child later and say, you told me you wanted it. But yeah, but as a parent, is it the work ethic? Your, did your, right. did you, was it clear to you that your child had an understanding of what really went involved in it? Or did, were they trying to tell you, like, one day I want to be on Sports Center? Of course. I want, I want YouTube I mean, highlights. I, of course. That's, I mean, that's what every kid. They, like, I mean, when I was that age and I in high school, I couldn't make a decision like that. I had no, no idea. And even back then, you know, we didn't have YouTube and didn't have all that stuff to see, you know, right. all these popular people and what they did. I mean, you had to have no idea. So to send a kid when they're, you know, in ninth grade to this thing, they have no idea what that right. means. They, what it they really don't means. what it really means. They have no idea until you have life experience. You're out of college. You're in like you're supporting yourself you're doing you have no idea of course you want to be a basketball star like everybody right, wants right, to right, right. be a famous athlete of course right, i mean right. that's what but they, again they don't know what what the training takes right. or they look at these the the athletes who have their kids now you know in our like local high schools and private school and they look at that and they're like oh it's like yeah that's their dad their dad you know is famous and he worked really hard and so those are the genes that these kids have sorry you're not going to a private school like you know yeah, yeah. the local one that's you know super expensive now you're going to go yeah, to a regular school yeah. and you're going to play basketball but you're also the academics are a thousand times right. more important hey, you my, know my son better understand boy i can't even help you go to a college that's fifty thousand a year <laughs> i can't help you go to a let alone a, a high a school yeah that's fifty thousand a year yeah. you know and it's like you know you go to these high schools and you think like it's only because these you know famous athletes have their kids going there but it's like that's not you and yeah. that's like yes. one person yes. out of a billion people that is like that or you know a kobe or whoever it's like come on just yeah. you know be realistic real life. real life just real life and be realistic you have you know you're having fun playing these sports have right. fun do whatever you know most of these people are not going to be right. professional. They're not going to be anything. It's like, enjoy it now. That's why I tell Matthew in like, you know, in your senior year, just enjoy it. You probably won't play a lot. They, you know, they bring in other kids. That's a reality of it. 
and just don't have you know the yeah. highest expectations hey, but, and but push yourself of course and, and it's okay to set set your desire of and because what you really want to do is this as we get older we're older way longer than we're younger we yes. always look back on life yes. even if we have an amazing life we always question things from our past and at those moments what you want is to be able to look in the mirror and have no regrets that I didn't do everything in my power right. to cap. You may not be happy with how everything turned out in its entirety, right. but when you know I did everything I could, I gave it everything yeah. I could, I laid everything on the line, I, and I put my heart into it, where, then you can be okay with it. Right. And you can have a contentment with yourself as you move forward. Whereas if you have to reflect back on something and feel like, oh, I didn't seize that opportunity. Right. I didn't get my maximum potential out of it. Yeah. Well, then you have to, you know, live with some regret. And living with that regret is what becomes difficult over our life. No matter how great your life is, right. living with regret becomes right. difficult. But that's why I wonder if a lot of kids, like, who listened to a coach and said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not that good, I'm not going to play, and they dropped out of, you know, any sports, when it could have been like, don't, you don't have to listen to that coach. Yeah. Like, that's why yeah. I always tried yeah. to tell Matthew, if... You know, even like like the first year that he played, the coach never played him. Wow. And so, and I would always say to that coach, who, by the way, was just a counselor and just they needed a coach. And so he was right. the coach. I yeah. could have been the coach too. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't take anything he said, you know, seriously. And so I, but I was the one yeah. giving Matthew the pep talks after a game where we drove somewhere. He never played the entire time. Right. All the other kids played. And so I'd have this talk with him, but I thought, I don't have the experience to talk to him like right. that. Like, I gotcha. don't know the right words, and I want him to keep going and not listen to this guy who clearly has no experience at right. all. Right. You know, but I didn't want him to be the reason, the, you know, this coach to be the reason that Matthew didn't continue. Right. Luckily, Matthew was like, I don't even care. I'm going to go to every practice, go to the 6 a.m. practices. I keep going. I know I'm good. And so luckily, you know, maybe all the years that I talked to him, you know, it right. taught him something and some kind of confidence right. that he could do it. And he knows that, you know, and, you know, after a game where he didn't play, he'd say, you know, then take me to Reseda Park. I'm going to play there. Right. And so he would all, he never, you know, sat home and felt bad. He just, he would go practice right. more. Right. He never soaked and mourned. He never death. once, on. never once said, right. okay, then let's go to, you know, and, and not mad and not upset. No, whatever. Right. It was like, okay, whatever, you know, the coach's problem right. was. But, you know, I thought that's how you have to handle it. Like, right. just because he's an adult and he's a coach doesn't mean he knows right. everything right. and right. and is qualified to ever tell you that you right. are not good enough or that you shouldn't play or whatever. At the end of the day, he's another human. He's just another human yeah. that who knows yeah. what his experience was in right. high school. The, you know, like you were saying, like maybe in high school he got bullied and didn't play. And so his co so he's like, oh, when I get to be coach, I'm going to do that to one yeah, kid. Yeah. That's going to be or, this or kid. Even or even if that. it's not with intent. I mean, there's just so many reasons people do things that one of the things I learned is not to spend my energy wondering why this person right. did this. Right. I just got to figure out what's my next move. What's and, the next myth? And what's sure. on my mind. Yeah. Let me ask you this, um, Grace, in conclusion, I usually... Um, ask a lot of people who speak with us like what would they choose to share like what's so meaningful so as a parent um based on your experiences based on what you've observed over the years if there was that one thing you had to leave someone with where you're like hey look they need you need to know this you need to understand this what would it be well there's you... just so many things i mean i i really think like it's the the kids journey that you know that if they want to play sports then let them have their own journey and it has nothing yeah. to do with the parent and your you know whatever you're trying to fulfill it's let the kid 
experience it for themselves and just be their support. Just, you know, find out the places to play or the opportunities or whatever it is, but, you know, leave yourself out of it right. and, and your ego and your, you know, screaming from the, yeah. um, from the bleachers and, yeah. and always giving your opinion about something. It's like yeah. everybody knows their job. So why don't you just sit your job as a parent right. is just to sit in the stands right. and, and be the support. And be a fan it, to your child. Be a fan and right. be supportive of all the kids and right. don't, you know, and, and just be, um, right. act appropriately. Right. And, and you know, this, like we always tell the kids that, you know, people are always watching you, you know, whatever you do, the parents, the same thing. Right. The parents, people are watching you and, at you know, all at all times and don't embarrass your kid. Like yeah. just act, you know, act appropriately yeah. and, and sit there and, you know, d just with the screaming and, it's, and unnecessary. The, it's unnecessary. And even though no one else is saying anything, they all hear you yeah. and they're all thinking you're dumb yeah. and they're all thinking, would you please just shut your mouth? You look ridiculous. <laughs> you look ridiculous. You know, so crazy too. I just thought about this. Uh, it's not even related to youth sports, but I've been at a couple professional uh, sporting events where um, I've had to sit in the nosebleeds. Right, right? of course. That's, that's what I said. I, that's all I could afford, right? <laughs> of course. So I'm talking about I was in, a, I'm not really supporting them right now in general, yeah. but I was at an NFL stadium, right? And I was so high up that there was only like, one time I was in the last row <laughs> up. I mean, you could, to go any further up, the right, right, you would right. have to climb over the wall and fall <laughs> down the backside of the stadium, right? Right, right, right. And the people yeah. next to me, were so engaged and hollering at the people on the field. And all I could think to myself is like... You know they can't you, hear you, right? You know. <laughs> like you... I mean, hollering, like telling them what play was coming next. And I thought to myself like, you know, know yeah. they can't hear you, right? Yeah. And we can all hear yeah, you, yeah, but they yeah. can't hear you. But, and that's when I started to realize like, oh, wow, I just can't even... I know. I can't fathom the rationale behind people's behavior. I know. But I would hope when young people are involved, they would act a little better, you know? I know. And they, I think they, like, something happens where they're, like, now out of their head. Right. Where they're saying these things where they don't even realize what they're saying, how they're saying it, what, you know. But you don't want to embarrass your child. Right. And, um, and you just want to, you know, let them have their experience. You had your time. That is over. And so now let them... Just let them have this experience. Let them have it. You yeah. had your you had your chance. Let them have exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Grace, I appreciate you sharing. Thank Grace, you. that's a wrap. You've just listened to King Talk. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. I'll talk to you next time.